0: Welcome to At Night We Roll. We are an RPG podcast with actual plays and roundtable discussions. This is Jeremy. I'm Cam. I'm Dylan. Josh.
1: Just Josh.
0: Just Josh. (laughs) I'm Kayla. And thanks for tuning in to this episode of At Night We Roll. Welcome back to another episode of At Night We Roll. Uh, We're sitting here tonight to talk about the podcast itself. Um, I've titled this tentatively as the meta of our podcast. Uh, So basically, you're going to be hearing why we're making a podcast, what we plan on making, the goal of the podcast, whether we actually achieve that goal is going to be another story. But uh, anyway, so I guess we can dig right into it. I wanted to start things off with just asking a basic question of what rpg podcasts do you guys listen to do you even listen to rpr rpg podcasts and kind of kick it off with that so i don't know cam do you want to Do you want to kick it off do you listen to anything i, I can kick it off
2: uh i don't listen to a lot of of rpg podcasts i prefer most of it as, as, a, as a visual thing mm-hmm. but so I, you watch most of it yeah I okay watch, yeah. on youtube yeah uh but podcast wise adventure zone is is my go-to because it's hilarious but that's mostly about it yeah See, I haven't heard of Adventure Zone. Is it D&D? Yes. I I think it's 5 i I haven't listened to it for a while now. Mm -hmm. But it's... um. see. I looked it up for this in case I had to have this conversation. Yes. (laughs) So, it's uh, from uh, the McElroys. And they do other podcast stuff. And they just coax their family or their brothers and their dad onto a podcast. And then they basically have a go at the DM for a couple hours straight. Sweet. And... It's it's good times. Yeah. It sounds like it. I've Don't... heard a lot
1: of really good things about that one, actually. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it,
0: though. Yeah. No, this is the first of me hearing it. But I'm definitely on the hunt for more because I, I often fall into the same trap of RPG podcasts. I'll start listening to them, and then I won't really like the content. And a, a part of, I think, what we're trying to address with this podcast is the longevity of, like, some podcasts. They start campaigns, and you'll, like, come in. They're, like, 180 episodes in. And if you don't like it on episode three, then like that podcast is just not for you um so something I guess we're trying to achieve with this one is is not really have that that super long episode count. Mm-hmm. People can kind of hop in and hop off that it's like ability, a little train
2: that ability to be consumed as a yeah,
3: quick media exactly um Dylan, how about you? um yeah, I kind of fall into the same issues that you do is it'll start one and then the only one I've like stuck to like relatively is uh Dungeons and Daddies right but it's (laughs) because it's a pretty uh pretty funny podcast yeah it's definitely got that that hefty comedic edge to it which I like because then then, you know you you can dope out for a second and come back in and you didn't miss too much right um and it's just regular guys playing which sometimes when the ones are too produced it feels just too produced right um, the other one that I listened to I don't know if it counts is like an RPG podcast is uh, welcome to Night Vale um, it's just from the start of it anyways it's just like a series of almost like telecasts or radio casts um, that talk about like basically Cthulian events so mm. like the latest one was like, and it's all it's all like a news reel. So it's like today in Nedvale, um, there was a plane found in the school gymnasium. Um, it appeared there for eight seconds. The children were very upset, and the turbines blew everyone to the back. And then shortly <laughs> thereafter, the plane was gone. So stay away from the school gymnasium. And that's like that's it. It's just a series of like short skits. Yeah. But like when I'm cooking breakfast, I listen to that, and it's like there's a cat floating above a, the watering toll, like at the, in the office or whatever, and people just like pet the cat. It just floats there. That sounds wicked. Or yeah, just strange ideas that yeah. and then I think that's why they put it out there is just to get you thinking about different concepts, right? Um mm-hmm. and that's what their content's about. So I, I like theirs as well. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting with Dungeons and Daddies
0: is when you told me about that podcast, I listened to all the episodes until they weren't like in their own realm anymore. They mm. like started off as like dads that like taking their kids to soccer practice then they get transported into the D like forgotten realms and as soon as they got transported i was like ah, i'm out i liked it when they were just dads just role-playing dads <laughs> that's that's when i stopped too. i'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. lie i'm like i love that
3: they were just role-playing dads it yeah. was hilarious
0: yeah it was freaking awesome they were so good yeah. at it yeah <laughs> we're all looking at josh right now yeah, uh, yeah. Like, so josh yeah. do you listen to any rpg podcast
4: uh honestly all i've listened to was maybe a little bit of uh critical role mm-hmm. um i don't know where you guys find the time it's uh Mm Cooking breakfast, cooking breakfast. Yeah, man. I don't have breakfast, but, um, but since, um, we started this because of the Facebook groups that I've joined, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people promote their podcasts on there, so I have started to collect quite a library.
0: Right. So, hours and hours of things you will probably never have the time to listen to. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think it helps when you have a job when you work on a computer that isn't Mm -hmm. that isn't super. mind-heavy like i have mm-hmm. a lot of my, my jobs are like manual like repetitive manual kind of task design jobs so right. I, I pound through podcasts because it's mm-hmm. nice background noise and yeah it's 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 nicer to listen to that than when you're in like an open office space listening to other people types so yeah, yeah. it's
2: more <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get the office space secretary right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man what's the thing like
3: <laughs> just, just a
2: moment yeah. just a moment yeah. Yeah.
3: oh please just a moment
0: yeah and he like looks at the clock he's like been at work for like 40 minutes and like, <laughs> right. and it's like Monday and he's just like ready to quit I gotta get out of here yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> let's go drinking at Chachki's at 1030 right
1: <laughs> um, I do watch Critical Role actually I watch uh-huh. and listen to it depending on I actually bounce back and forth but, um, I can't really watch it when I'm working but I can listen and then Sometimes I put it on to watch. It is nice to see their faces. Yeah. Um, I It took me a really long time to get into that show. Like, I wanted to quit quite often, especially on their, like, second season, because I felt like they were so used to being these specific people that they just got to this point where no one could make decisions anymore, and it would oh, just be, like, Matt yeah. and Mercer just sitting there looking at them. <laughs> <It> kind of <laughs> yeah. got
3: convoluted. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, it, there was some struggles, but like I feel like once, and this is it's such a it's such a sink. But once you get to like episode forty, which is like hundreds of hours of content to pick up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I do watch that that uh, show. Of those guys, the Glass Cannon Network. Yeah, they've yeah, got I've some like Pathfinder sh- stuff that I've watched, and I know that they do Starfinder stuff, but I've mm-hmm. never watched it. I'm not familiar. That's with the
2: second it. time I've been recommended the uh, the Glass Cannon. It's yeah. For, so for Starfinder. Yeah. So uh,
1: to me, it's got the quality because a lot of them are like voice actors or actors, um, not quite as. Famous as the people from Critical Role, but mm-hmm. they have that kind of like.
3: I thought you were gonna say as famous as us. <laughs> like, uh, thank you.
4: <laughs> yeah. Almost. Um,
1: but it's the humor is a lot more adult. They push it yeah. quite a bit, and it's yeah. like a group of guys, and um, they have all they're they're just a lot funnier they're they're quicker and they're mm-hmm. funnier and mm-hmm. they make really really fast decisions and so it, the, everything they do is like a little bit hectic yeah but so,
2: so it sounds like they're there for comedy as opposed to yeah. the characters
1: well they do some character development but it's not quite as much like critical mm-hmm. role they do a lot of like conversations between each other mm-hmm. and they don't do that as much it's mostly just like in reaction to events so yeah
2: yeah jeremy when is, you asked that question i about podcasts, I thought you meant like just podcasts, not mm, video. Yeah. So like, I I, I watch Critical Role as well, and I can't think of the other name. It's from Dungeon Dudes. It's the um. That's a sweet name, Dungeon Dudes. Yeah, uh, ask questions and they put me on the spot. and I can't think of them. We'll have to edit that one in, but it's it's their campaign, and they are like just just like us sitting around a table, but they've got cameras on them, and. I I like watching characters develop as much as as hearing it. And that's when I like really high production quality on those those videos. Cool.
0: Um, For myself, I've kind of bounced around quite a bit. Uh, Probably the one that I've stuck to the most is How We Roll podcast. Mostly because they are probably the biggest name out there for playing Call of Cthulhu, which is like my favorite RPG. And yeah, they they have quite a bit of production value. Um, do a lot of like background music and like voices and stuff like that. And call of Cthulhu is interesting in that, like the, uh, like the group that plays it and publishes content for it is like, there isn't really much disparity between like the artists and the community. So they'll get people that have written scenarios to like DM that scenario for them. So they get like really cool stuff like that. Like they just did, uh, the first chapter for Masks of you know, Arthotep, um, and the guy that wrote it was like DMing it for them so it's just like they get cool stuff like that happening and I feel like that's easier to do in, in Call of Cthulhu than like a massive company like D&D but other than that uh, I mean I started listening to a Mithras RPG podcast because we've been talking about playing that with our, our home group um, but otherwise that's kind of it and I guess the follow up to this was uh, like who are we and what makes us think that this podcast is going to be something that people would want to listen to um so i kind of already alluded to that already with the idea that we're not going to be this long spanning thing we're hoping to have like shorter one shot scenarios which will be split up into multiple episodes but you'll never come into our podcast and really see like you know campaign part 52 you know (laughs) here's a google doc to go reference the world and find out who these characters are um
1: 17 wikis yeah
0: which i mean is is a medium i think that is is there's nothing wrong with it um but i think that there's a space in the rpg podcasting area that we could kind of slot in with that.
3: Well, a lot of people just don't have like the time for that anymore. Like exactly. Most of us at the table don't have kids, but like Josh was saying, he's like, I don't know where you guys find time mm-hmm. for all this. Cause he's got a kid at home contracting business. Like that's, that's a lot, you mm-hmm. know, that's a commitment, you know, 17 wikis and 159 <laughs> episodes of the same characters. So, so I think that's kind of, we're kind of opening it up or trying yeah. to open it up. Yeah. Right. To and a,
0: especially like, I want a podcast that I would listen to and I want to listen to a podcast that would do what, we're trying to do here, which is like shorter episodes that are consumable. Yeah.
3: Um, well, I I guess what I'd like to see more of is like the niche games. Like cause mm-hmm. people always do the podcasts on like the big mainstream, you know, Pathfinder, Starfinder, or D and D. It's like well, and there's some Call of Cthulhu ones, but all those little niche, cool games that people play that don't really get as much attention. Um, I'd like to see bring those forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's be nice to hear conversations about what. You liked as players and what you didn't like with those game systems, because a lot of the times people just play them, but they're never critical of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they, a lot of the times, people who play them switch. You know, um, mm-hmm. they'll go from five e to Pathfinder to four e, and they never really explain why. They're like, it just works better for us. But you're like, why? Yeah. And then they never <laughs> talk. An aggressive hand maneuver. <laughs> but
0: why? <laughs> No, absolutely, and uh, that was something else we maybe wanted to touch on. I don't know if we want to go into that now, but was the concept of reviewing um, on the podcast? Um, I don't. Know, did you guys have anything more to say on the topic of? Uh,
4: I just brain farted. What we're just
0: talking? About. <laughs> Why consumer. we're doing what we're <laughs> yeah. doing? Why am I here? <laughs> Who am I? Apparently, uh,
4: <laughs> I kind of like the idea that we're doing it for people like me, where you know I don't have a lot of time, so I can't commit to hundreds of hours. So. It, and, like, I, I kind of wanted it to appeal to people that don't play tabletop RPGs um, as well. Like, they're the hardcore guys, obviously, they might get into it, but I want to kind of also appeal to
3: the people that
4: aren't familiar with them, you know, mm-hmm. and get them
3: hooked even like say you got like a teenage boy or girl or whatever who is getting into them and they don't know what they're getting into you know a parent could look it up and be like what game what like come on like my son's playing Call of Cthulhu well what's Call of Cthulhu yeah well we show up and we play a three part Call of Cthulhu episode that's something a parent can listen to and understand what his kid's going to be doing right? yeah not that's not why we're doing it but that's just mm-hmm. like a cool little side note I thought of
0: if they listen to us playing Call of Cthulhu they'll be like hell no Timmy you ain't <laughs> yeah. playing that that's gonna turn you to the devil <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah okay fair enough an <laughs> no i hear what you're saying i'm trying to put out like positive yeah. vibes as yeah. to
3: what utilitarian use could be yeah
2: who's well, ball in my podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a big commitment for people especially for the person who's learning this system and going to be running a game and you kind of want to know that it sounds like the kind of fun you want to get into before you spend two hundred dollars on books and $40, 40 hours of seriously sometimes setting up those games is a huge commitment and then realizing that maybe it's not the kind of fun your group of friends needed or it's mm-hmm. too real heavy or not real heavy enough and you're like i have a group of metagamers here and we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have broken this game in three hours yeah. <laughs> we've yeah. made some mistakes <laughs> yeah
0: that's funny yeah um okay so i guess the concept of reviews uh what did you guys all think about that as being uh
2: you guys go first because I'll,
4: I'll blab for hours on this one. <laughs> so so what you're asking is, like... Do you think we should do reviews? Fuck You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of hard to say because we haven't done one. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice to to do one at least and just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, get the feel, get the sense of what we're yeah. actually doing when we do it. Yeah, I
0: think the, like, knee-jerk reaction that I have is one of... Uh, not thinking I'm worthy enough to review anything. Like I don't look at myself as like a, a voice of authority in the podcasting realm. So a review is almost like a, a bad word in my opinion because one would probably have to be well-versed in a multitude of RPGs right. in order to give a good review. And a part of why we're doing this podcast is to get exposed to a lot of RPGs, right? So it's like kind of reviewing cars, wow. but you've never sat in anything other than a Honda. And then you go to sit in like... A Lamborghini, and you're like, well, this is awesome, and like, but you don't have anything else to compare it to, right? Lamborghini.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I would actually argue that just a little bit, um, as someone who works in who's worked in creative industries for like the better part of 10 plus years now, Um, there is a lot of value in getting critical feedback on stuff. Even if you don't fully understand what you're looking at or what the purpose is, um, like people's opinions are powerful things. And sometimes just expressing your version of something that you experience or see in front of you can actually like help things develop in right. better and more interesting ways. And I don't think it needs to be like we review it based on like a zero to 10 right. star <laughs> system. Like we're not even like Amazon positive, reviews, yeah. but it could just yeah. be like even the concept of a compliment sandwich. Like I felt really powerful as a character <laughs> when I did this. And it was yeah. really interesting that my weaknesses would force me to make decisions based off of this. And like maybe I didn't like that the system forced me to act or speak in a certain way because I felt like I wouldn't be able to get anything done if I didn't. So like you can kind of just, it could almost just be a little bit more like really fun, powerful moments versus the things that you thought were weak. And then you could be like, was it weak because we set it up as a weak moment or was it weak because like the, the gameplay or like the set it's, of it's, rules. It's
3: more of an, an analysis. It doesn't have yeah. to be seen as a review, right? Unless it's like utter shit. <laughs> right. Because then I'll tell <laughs> you it was utter shit. Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, because, and that's just it. Like we'll be looking at it through such a small sliver of time in how we played and what we played, um, but no, that's I, still a very
2: important aspect of any any system like they I, I assume a, a designer wants to have a, a system to be versatile enough to be done as a four hour session or as a four- year session so these style this this small consumable style is very important for that that review of the field test right and in terms of not being qualified or not or worried about our The quality of our That was speaking for me. I can't speak for you guys, just so you know. And (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) But even if we do suck at analyzing games, having this experience of doing a one-shot of X game and then reviewing it is going to make us better at it. And we can come back in the future and say, hey, we were way out to lunch on this game. It was so much better or worse than our first crack at it. But we won't know that unless we start practicing a review... And that, that really leads into the whole idea of why we're doing this as a consumable format to do a quick game of some obscure thing that just doesn't have uh, mainstream coverage. And then we can say, we played it. Here's our characters. This is what we liked about it. This is what we didn't like about it. It's you know, I'm all for the reviews. I think mm-hmm. it should be um, a main, if not a secondary main, mm-hmm. objective of, of the Interesting. podcast. Okay.
3: Well, and coming from a inexperienced viewpoint, who's most of the people that are gonna be picking up a new game yeah is people who are inexperienced so i think while you guys were kind of explaining this to me
0: uh my mind was going to people in like a double uh mirror or whatever and they're like they got all their subjects in a room and they just like put a board game in front of them and then they just observe them and just watch them try to understand how to play the game
4: (laughs) that's that's what we do yeah
0: Yeah, i feel like that's like this is the double pane glass like mirror where people can just like
3: (laughs) (laughs) i had to remember what double pane
0: glass was (laughs) Sorry. That's okay.
3: <laughs> I was like look, looking in a mirror, and I'm like, there's two mirrors, and he's seeing more of himself. I don't know how that, it's a two way mirror. That's like the easier way house. to put it. It's yeah. a magnifying glass yeah, in front I mean, of a mirror. It's a, 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 a magnifying glass is the same
0: as one plane. Yeah, you can still see that. through it. Exactly. So <laughs> Both my, ways. My mouth is moving faster than my brain. <laughs> Your spy skills suck. Yeah. <laughs> well, how can they see me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not opposed to it. I just, I have. Uh, I mean, as with anything, there's anxieties going into new territory. Um, but that's just my thoughts. I am I I have no shortage of opinions on things. It's whether or not I think other people would value those opinions. Um, but I see your guys' points, for sure. Cool. Um, the next segment I was thinking... We kind of already rolled into it. Why are we making this podcast? Uh, but the next one is, what kind of games do we want to play? Um, so we've already done probably... I mean, what is my favorite game? Call of Cthulhu. Uh, I hope we can return to that one because it is so perfect for one shots, because everyone dies and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: I didn't die in the last one. I didn't die in the last two. I mean, but come on. Yeah, They became <laughs> crazy and survive? murdered everyone. <laughs> yeah, you may I have did died. the killing. <laughs> yeah, I did the killing.
0: Yeah, you may have died like <laughs> ten minutes after we ended. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Totally.
2: Uh, or didn't gone you through the- squished by the Sphinx.
3: No. 20? No, no! I became
2: no. I followed the, yeah, the he, Sphinx god. He oh. put uh oh, right. he put the
4: chainsaw through your chest. Yeah, I remember that yeah. part. Yeah. I became yeah. a fanatic. No, I, f- I froze to death because I took my suit off. Right. <laughs> my space suit. Yeah. so I was crazy.
3: And in the glow I uh returned back to Earth. That's true. That one.
4: Well the murder w- glow? The murder? Glow. That, that was a, with the other group.
0: Yeah. That wasn't for the podcast, but... Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah.
3: we, are we not allowed to talk about past experiences? Well,
0: it's just... Uh, <laughs> it's hard for the listener to know what an You are a newborn baby. You know
1: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Clean slate. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, we, we touched on... or Well, we played Dread, uh, which was awesome. That was everyone's first go at playing Dread. Um, Kayla was not here for that, um, but... Again, probably one I think would be awesome to return to. It was uh, the
2: most intense game of Jenga ever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty righteous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what are we going to be following up those games with? Well, pressure's on.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Why is everybody looking well, at me? Well,
1: I mean, I, I did I did Secret Link, you guys, my favorite sci-fi right. story mm-hmm. of all time. It's yeah. This little thing called Dune. Uh, that They're making a pretty cool looking tabletop game based off that. But I don't really know in a beta way if we can talk about it. I, I was
0: looking at the copyright information and it looks like it's an nda like you wouldn't be able to
1: i mean they say you can't use it or give it to anybody but what if you talked about it right it wasn't that clear
0: yeah well and like what are the chances will we get reported um i'm not opposed to uh giving it a look
1: it's a cool i like i like um rpg systems that come in with some kind of content and some kind of like pre-existing world that you already live in. Cause it makes doing like short sessions a little bit mm-hmm. easier. Cause you can just be like, watch yeah, a movie and make a character uh-huh. that existed uh-huh. within that movie. Instead of having to like read hundreds of pages and then explain your decision-making, you're like, but don't you remember the floating castle? And everyone's like, no, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's something to go off of. Yeah. I think it exactly. helps.
0: The narrower constraints like kind of lead you into a bit more exercise in creative thinking because you kind of have to build off of what's already there as opposed to just an open slate and you're just like staring at a blank canvas like how do i start
1: yeah Um, a little bit and it's it's um as like a something you would listen to you'd be like oh i know dune i know that story or i watched that new movie and then you could have a better idea of who we were trying to be i guess right yeah Yeah. it's,
3: it's more tangible right more tangible something you can actually pick up on
2: when the lore is that accessible when when it's so What am I trying to say here? Like when you can just absorb that lore, you don't need to have it given to you in textbook format. Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah, it's like really pre-existing, powerful world building. It's just it it it, it's so it's so thick that it almost exists like it's real, but it doesn't. So that's
3: what she said.
4: Resin.
1: You're so proud of yourself. thought you wanted to jump
4: into that one? Yeah.
1: I'm enjoying it. Through Michael yours, Scott but would not have been me. so proud.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, On the subject of like
2: pre-existing lore, um, then there's all of the Warhammer uh, 40k worlds that have just a bajillion sources of of books and movies and short videos and things. And then there's even like. Lord of the Rings,
4: Game of Thrones. I think they all have their own tabletop RPGs, right? So, mm-hmm.
2: so the question is, what's the difference between these these games that have their lore built in and and their mechanics and their rules? Is there is it totally different each time, or is it just the same spin on your usual yeah. d twenty? Well, system? that's
0: just it. Like uh, a lot of games are going to be rehashing existing systems, like the Year Zero Engine. Um I, I'm not too familiar with all the other ones. But there's like definitely like BRP, like basic role playing system, which is like percentile. Um yep. you're just gonna get variations of that. Um not having looked into all those ones too specifically, I don't know which ones yeah. suit them the best or anything like that. But uh yeah, because once you know those kind of basic systems, it's not so complicated to learn new RPGs mm-hmm. until a new RPG comes along, which I think Dune is doing that. Like I don't think they're using Pre existing system, they're like
1: ground yeah. up. There was some weird writing about that where they were and then they weren't, and then they're like, We're definitely not. Another like secret beta, and I'm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I, like, I read I'm a little drawn bit, in. right? Yeah, <laughs> it's mysterious. It's mysterious. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We could also dip into the uh, Iron Kingdoms RPG because it has the the 2d6 system, yeah. At least the old one does. I think the new ones, yeah. Well, yeah, they're making four or five. Uh, what did they call it? The Right, I don't know the name of it. I just remember yeah. hearing that they were making a port yeah, they just announced
0: they're bringing it back to five e now which is, which is too bad. it is I, I
2: really liked their their system it was it was very true to the the tabletop game mm-hmm. and it was just a, it was just a different mechanic it was amazing.
0: yeah I know I think if they spent a bit more time on not focusing the entire thing on combat uh, which i guess is a personal flavor personal taste that i look for in rpgs is like skills that are useful and spells that are useful outside of combat but iron kingdoms was like you might as well not even be rolling dice if you're it was doing social role play taking
2: the game into an rpg yeah
0: yeah yeah exactly where it's expected you'll be Mm -hmm. like doing your three combat encounters Mm -hmm. like i know
2: you had to have a map Yeah, to measure with a measure tape and things like that. So, So, I mean,
0: yeah, it does that well, um, which is not to give it fault that it, you know, just because it doesn't do social role play well is that it's not a good RP system. But um, so there's plenty on the docket, I guess. Uh, Some of the smaller ones that we had mentioned before was um, Fiasco. Uh, Definitely want to give that one a go. Very rules light. Yeah. what are the movies called that is based off of the? I'm drawing a blank. on The, the Coen Brothers. Coen Brothers yeah, so like movies. Fargo. Yeah.
3: Um, no Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the animals right now, but there's yeah. a few of them.
0: Yeah, kind of where there's a multitude of of main yeah. characters that have just a, a fiasco happen essentially. Um, I watched Will Wheaton did that uh, did that one on video about six or seven years ago or something like that. It's an awesome Titan's Grave. No a fiasco. He did oh. a, a you video of them playing fiasco and it was awesome I uh, highly recommend that and it's basically what's motivated me to want to want to play fiasco
1: there's also like a lot of um what do they call them like those beer and pretzel tabletop games those ones with books that are like uh like less than 20 pages right. that's yeah. like that um like Cobalt's ate my baby kind of there's lots of like ones that are set off from the D world using small characters and Worlds in there that could be kind of interesting. Yeah. A lot of them are mostly like chaos for the sake of chaos. So right. They could be, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think those kinds of like 20 page RPGs will be great for like splitting up some of the rule or ruley, rule <laughs> Rul- heavy. I was like, ruley heavy, but no, just rule. <laughs> They're really, uh, really heavy.
3: It's got, got big words book. It's got worse in the book, too. <laughs> too many rules.
2: No, yeah. have pictures.
0: But it'll be nice, like, if we do something like Hall of Cthulhu, where there is a bit more of a setup and things like that, like, you kind of want to have established character, and then we can, like, take a break from that and do, like, a 20-page RPG. Uh-huh. Um, Sounds re- like a nice balance.
2: Yeah. It, I remember in the, the pre-discussion back months ago, the big concern was, even though we wanted to do a new game every single time, just learning that many rules mm-hmm. is, it's, uh, it's it's impossible with yeah. all, the, all the time constraints we've got.
0: Yeah. I know my my brain is is mush in rules. Mm-hmm. I've I've been reading so much lately. It'll be like middle of D anD D, and I'm like grabbing a percentile. I'm Like, what am I doing?
3: <laughs> well, even going from like like tabletop war games too, yeah. right? You got war games rules. You got RPG rules. You got yeah. There's a lot of rules. Yeah, I don't got a lot of headspace. <laughs>
0: <laughs> rules are kind of my jam. I feel like that's something I, I strive super well in. It's just like I'm I'm an insurance adjuster for a living, so I like. I have to live by the rules. I apply the rules. Like, I am the rules. All right. I am the law. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that helps because if you can read an insurance policy, you can read an RPG book. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's enthralling. <laughs> you know? I, I, don't guess, either, I guess that's our, our new that. motto. What's that? How do you apply
2: dodgeball to that? You can read it.
0: I don't get the saying.
2: If you can dodge a, a wrench, wrench, you can, you can dodge. Dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs>
0: nice segue
2: is it a segue if I killed the conversation (laughs) it's it's a seven second pause it's all good it happens
3: um yeah that's definitely not my forte is the rules man I can read lore all day but as soon Uh as it comes to like any kind of structure I just collapse (laughs) (laughs)
0: you just hear a crash in the back of the room but I'm like
3: I'm a massage (laughs) therapist like there is basically no structure in my job it's all tactile right um and I read people, so I think that's where I really enjoy the social aspect of role playing games because it's my job to read people's energies Ooh. as uh voodoo as that sounds. Yeah. That's psyche. why you brought the candle, the- yeah. yeah <laughs> you know? It burnt out though, <laughs> it's a bad omen. It burnt out, yeah. I mean, well, it you... seems
0: well used, to end. yeah.
3: Yeah, it's in my massage room for when I have female clients. <laughs>
0: Apparently men aren't allowed to have candles. No, no. I
3: mean, I'm, all I'm not going to waste Mango, a candle on a fridge. guy who doesn't care. He, what? Who says do men don't, don't care. care? Uh well, I don't care. So I just assume other men don't care. I'm sorry. It's projected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just projecting my toxic masculinity. A man walks man. into
0: Dylan's massage room and Dylan's just extinguishing all the candles. <laughs> <laughs> not wasting these on you. I got an overhead. That's it's a cost building benefit. You know how much it cost to keep the lights on in here? It's like, burn
3: out the candles. You're not going to appreciate it, Chuck. Now <laughs> take your pants off. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic. Next topic.
0: <laughs> well, to be honest, we're at the end of the first episode's topic. Now, I do have something that I kind of put at the end uh, as something I took from one of my, my absolute favorite podcasts, but they don't actually podcast anymore. I'm surprised I didn't mention it when we were talking at the beginning, um, <laughs> was Roll Up and Die. They were my oh, absolute yeah. Yeah. favorite podcast, RPG yep. podcast ever. They didn't do actual plays. like They maybe did it like once, but they were just purely for like game masters and players, how to role play. Um, Yeah. Like just awesome material. Uh, but at the end of every episode they did, they would always do a, um, let's make something, let's make something that listeners can take and put into their game, whether it's a GM taking it, putting it into a game or a player, uh, using it as a role play hook or, or something like that. Um, they don't make the podcast anymore. So I don't, think they'll be upset if i just snag their idea <laughs> um but we'll it, make it's something not different. stealing yeah, we're we're just, spiritual. yeah. We're it's legacy we'll call it's it legacy. let's make something else <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's make something else <laughs> let's start off because it's probably easier for our first go to do something that a gm could insert into their game um a magical item is maybe let's let's start with that a magic item um so maybe I'll roll the dice, one, two, three, four, five, and whoever gets it first, we'll start off with defining what the magic item is, and we'll kind of just take it from there.
4: Sure.
0: Um, good omens, bad omens. It starts off with me. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. I wanted someone else to go. Uh, <laughs> so let's do a magical, uh, a magical set of spectacles. So someone puts on a set of glasses, and these are magical in some way, which I'm going to leave for someone else to kind of take from there um if we get a one no so we got a
4: three which was josh um so these these spectacles are very old looking one of the uh one of the uh lenses lenses is knocked out cool all right leaving the magic for someone else josh again dylan
3: um oh
0: Someone's got to take the deep dive
3: and in, in the yeah, magic of yeah. this. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the lens that's knocked out, so you can't see through the lens that's existing because it's so filthy, dirty, and antiquated, antiquated. Uh, but the lens that's knocked out allows you to see into a fourth dimension. Whoa! Um, but only when you're intoxicated. Very specific.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and is this fourth dimension
3: like? Like he
0: looks through it, and it's just like chaos and like geometric patterns (laughs) in the
3: abyss, like sacred (laughs) geometry. um, Yeah, but it also probably like allows you to see kind of what the truth is that underlying on your dimension, right? Okay. So it allows you to see what is unseen.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see how you two are going to play off that. Uh, I'm going to do one, two, three, four, five, six. Kayla.
1: Okay, I'm going to say that by being able to see into the fourth dimension while intoxicated, it actually lets you perceive the honesty of people. Because where chaos comes around humans is almost like a showcase of their dishonesty and inner conflict. So the fourth dimension, the Mm -hmm. randomness of the fourth dimension is being drawn to people who are inherently dishonest.
0: That's cool. So I like, like that. A, a mechanical version of this in the game might be like you get a, like advantage or like a bonus on some sort of insight check or some way into like telling
1: yeah. truth or getting insight yeah. into a character but at like. that risk of being intoxicated so it would <laughs> yeah. come with
3: the negative and the yeah, positive why are you chugging that two six <laughs> <me> <laughs> if, if you're at a dinner party right you just throw on your spectacles oh, that, yeah. that, that's you right. so
2: you just, you're silent back the drinks why are you drinking so heavy I need to know the truth <laughs> <laughs> what are
3: you wearing those things for
2: Bill
0: <laughs> alright Cam I'm mm-hmm. going to still roll the dice
2: okay anything but a six it's you oh. it is <laughs> <laughs> So if you're able to clean that lens and insert both lenses into the glasses, now that you can project that chaos into others, but only what you can see, like if if the light, like back in the day when they thought that the eyes were the source of light, that's how you can project chaos into others. Mm Mm-hmm. That's creepy, man. Yeah. So
1: there's so if like you a could whole. Repair them.
0: Yeah, like a whole like miniature quest on that, like finding the other lens, <laughs> the lost you know? lens. Yeah, mm-hmm. like finding
2: uh, a lens and learning how to clean it, or yeah, you know, or it could come with it,
4: with. in its own little case,
2: mm-hmm. right? So swap yeah. them out, but, and so now it's not just a a, a lost lens; it's one of those. Tinkerer's sense. Yeah. But different, <laughs> like yeah. swings down. Yeah, I can't oh, really yeah. describe it yeah. without the yeah, yeah, video. Yeah. I'm kind of doing the Harry Potter yeah. spider.
1: Well, it would <laughs> be kind of interesting because it would be like a quest to repair them. You'd need some sort of magical glue or some kind of pro- professional Special tinker. And then, you, But like the goal being that maybe you're trying to like project some sort of like dishonesty on... The leader of a town, or trying to convince somebody—you know what I mean? Like just Mm -hmm. like you'd be projecting like political anarchy by just like hanging out and being drunk.
0: So I'm thinking, why they get dirty is because over time, projecting that it like condenses on the the glasses so like they get dirty laugh. over time it's actual filth yeah it's yeah. like it, it is like the residue <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of the chaos that you're projecting and then so over time you need to like constantly like, there's this diminishing resource of getting the cleaner to like astral clean filth, astral <laughs> filth. Astral <laughs> filth. No, i feel like Fourth it needs to cost you
2: something like you have to clean it with something like your blood or something crazy yeah. like that oh yeah maybe uh mm. well how about since Children's it's so filthy it's yeah pure. it's got to be
0: like a pure blood like unicorn like uh, i the children sort of, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. unicorns are good too <laughs> <laughs> babies yeah <laughs> babies. <laughs> good, good stuff, yeah guys. so i think that there, there's uh, a lot to go off on that yeah that was, that was i'd well be excited good. to use that in my own game to be honest with you yeah, we'll totally. have to uh make an,
2: an, a rule set for that and, and <laughs> yeah and, and, hey we've got graphic designers we right can make someone make an image and just say here is now the repertoire or the um portfolio of right uh, things yeah, yeah. That would be the cool. portfolio of many things yep. when i went to
3: comic-con in vegas um i bought a, a deck of cards there and it was a guy who had done all his own deck mm-hmm. so when he would go in through a dungeon you'd like shuffle the deck and you would pull one of the cards and that's what you found in the dungeon Right. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, it was his own mm-hmm. menagerie or whatever you want to call yeah. it of magic items. But yeah, I do like that idea of so homebrewing all your own. That's
4: that's what you handed me yeah. lol from that deck.
3: Lolth Widow or something like that. The yeah. uh the net yeah. that makes people fall asleep. <laughs> well actually I don't think we knew what it did yet. We, we were, were convinced album. that
0: yeah. it caught yeah. apples. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone failed their magic uh, their yeah. Arcana check. <laughs> yeah. This is a net for catching apples. I think I
4: rolled a two and, yeah. I, and yeah. I was convinced that it was apple catching for net. Apple, catching yeah. apples. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I think that can probably wrap up uh, this episode here. Um, any last comments before we go?
2: Seems good so far.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well thanks for tuning in and we'll see you guys next time. Cheers folks. Later.